0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific show for you today. We have our Latin American expert, Sam Arnold, on. And so it is above, so it is below. And what we really learn is what's going on in Latin America is going on in America. Only the thing is, is we need to realize they're coming for us. And the more communist nations that are produced down there, the bigger the armies are that we have to fight. My goodness gracious, this is going to be quite the show, and it is alarming. But I always say, you know, we need to fight with faith that we're going to win, even though some of this is fearful. Lead by faith. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Noble Gold is the king of saving your nest egg. The best. You leave your money in the bank, the way things are going, the instability. You leave your money in the savings account, you're going to lose it all. It's going to be 1929 for you. I want to change all of that for you. I'd like for you to let me send you an all information electronic packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you really quickly here, we're running out of time. When CBDC gets in, it's game over. Right now, Noble Gold can help you preserve what's yours and save it for you now i have to give you a warning noble gold is required to tell you as every other investment opportunity that all investments carry an inherent risk and there's no guarantee we should also expand that to the banks the banks carry the biggest risk and they will take everything you own dodd frank law 2010 so please 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 avail yourself to do this now if you just want to call noble gold and get started right away based on my recommendation of being a five-year client after advertising for six years please do so 877-646-5347 877-646-5347 oh they do a really cool thing i love my display case and if i could hold it up i'd show it to you but you get a five ounce silver america the beautiful coin for any qualifying retirement conversion and say, whoa, it's really cool. I hang it up on my wall. People say, ooh, where'd you get that? But anyway, that's not why you do it. Save your nest egg while you can, please. All right, I want to tell you something before we go to Sam. I'm going to mention this a few times. I need to be put in touch with some leadership on Maui that will take action to sue the state government for their intention to steal land that's not theirs and then reallocate it to the developers. They were running out of time. Mayor Bisson now has his own land commission and they're going to make recommendations. You don't get to do that. You don't get to make recommendations on someone else's property. If the property burned down you still own the property. You have the rights. How dare they come in and do this? And we're running out of time. And honestly, there are people that do care. They're well-meaning people, but they're chasing their tails with multiple conspiracy theories. We absolutely, positively need to help these people. And if they would just have some leadership step up and say, okay, we're ready to do the lawsuit. We're ready to do the injunction to stop the land transfer. And then we'll go from there. Let me know. Please send me an email, Dave Hodges at the dot com, and I'll be willing to step in and help. And I do have a team of experts who will assist these people. They will. I'll help them, but I have other people who have great, great talent. And honestly, I have to tell you, this is their last chance. This commission could be done in a couple of weeks and this game could be over, so we need to move quickly. We need to stop this land theft from happening. Now, one of the things I will tell you this, America is waking up, but please share these shows digitally. I have over 1.2 million more people coming to our YouTube site than we had the previous month. Our listenership here is up dramatically, but please keep sharing because we need the sound of marching feet to stand up to these people. They are afraid of our numbers. Klaus Schwab said the other day, they're coming for us. Well, no, we're not coming to do harm. We're just not going to do what you tell us to do. And that's the civil disobedience spirit we need to spread. Anything that's unconstitutional, anything that's illegal, we don't do. It's that simple. They tell you you got to pay more tax, well, then you have to pay more tax. Romans 13. They tell you to do something unchristian-like. They tell you to do something illegal. We don't do it. Anyway, you're going to enjoy this show with Sam. We're going to have a lively debate. Good friend of mine, great source of information. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we're, we got glitches going on all over the place here. Our guest is Sam Monell, and we're here we're in our guest segment. And doggone it, ladies and gentlemen, do we ever have an issue? Uh, we have a huge issue. Um, but, Sam, I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. We are uh, – all I can say – is that we are absolutely positively being messed with um and Sam Arnold is our Latin American expert and and we're going to talk about a breaking news event down there and as it is north of the border it is south of the border northern hemisphere southern hemisphere well same George Soros kind of influences all know in it's now it's Alex Soros and uh Sam's going to be telling us about something that went on with election down there just to let you know that we're not alone so we can take comfort in that. But I, at the end of the day, um, I, I just am amazed. But we're going to throw some things at Sam, too, for a Latin American perspective on some American issues. I'm going to be asking him about uh, Maui and the perception of Latin America there. And I'm going to be asking him about CBDC because Brazil just signed on. Sam, welcome. Let's hope that the chipmunks keep pedaling and we can stay on here.
1: That's a fact. We'll do our best.
0: Okay. So what do you got for me?
1: Uh, okay. In Guatemala, which is a great nation, one of the key nations to prevent migrant hordes coming to the USA, the Attorney General has broken into the ballot boxes. And so this is a, this is a SWAT raid. This is a huge <laughs> deal. The Electoral oh. Tribunal is pissed that he's done this. And so the conservative president, the second generation conservative president of Guatemala, does not want to turn over power to the socialists. He doesn't Uh want to do it. You know, there's a lesson to be learned. Trump, when he was commander in chief, could have fought. He could have stood and fought. He could have ordered his military, ordered his police to go in and investigate the ballots. He could have ordered arrests made. He could have done a million things. But everybody wanted to turn the other cheek, something that I preach against every day on the gospel gunsling. This is what we're out there doing is is teaching what uh, what our forefathers read into the Bible, which is very different, diametrically opposed to the pacifist Christianity of today. So Trump didn't fight. He didn't order his military to fight. Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil didn't fight. Mauricio Macri, the president of Argentina, knew the election was stolen right from under his nose. He didn't order his military to fight. And the Chileans, you know, there was another great president, conservative president in Chile, Sebastián Piñera. He did not order his law enforcement and his military to fight when the election was stolen right out from under him. And a lame duck president has a huge amount of power to prevent a fraudulent transition of power to a usurper and a foreign agent. And so, finally, finally, the president of a nation has done it. And this is Dr. Giammatte, Dr. Alejandro Giammatte, the president of Guatemala. So, uh, let's just start from there. But at the same time, as this legal attack is happening, to break open the ballot boxes and have them examined by an authority other than the electoral authority, which is, likely corrupt, other than that, there was an assassination within the party of the president elect. So this is the Samia party. This is the the, the party that's going to put in their socialist candidate in January, Bernardo Arevalo. And one of their lower officers was just flatly whacked on Friday up near the Mexican border. And so we are seeing a legal counter assault against election theft in Guatemala, and we're seeing a grassroots uprising that at this point has drawn blood.
0: I can't believe this. I just simply can't believe it. I'm tinkering here, Sam, because our sound is having problems. Are you hearing me okay?
1: I can hear you fine.
0: Okay, all right. We're hoping this goes out. <laughs> just Because voter fraud, Maui, and child sex trafficking. You talk about those three things, and the bad guys are going to interfere, even on the pre-reports. So, um, Sam, there was an assassination. What was the motive, in your opinion, for whacking this guy?
1: The details are pretty sketchy right now. I do have the name of the person that was killed. It is uh, translating from Spanish. The victim was identified as Anibal Ramirez, June candidate uh, for the municipality for the Samia movements, the Samia party, which is Bernardo Arrevalo's party. So uh, that's who it was. And uh, other than that. OK, uh, here we go. The assassination was done by gunfire this Thursday near the Mexican border, and under circumstances that at this point have not been clarified. So there's the news story uh right for you, and some of these are um, El Siglo de Torreon is the, is the source on that. Yeah, so, let me, uh, we, let me there's a it. lot we don't know.
0: Is there anything to indicate it could be a cartel hit, too?
1: Uh, why this is news, Dave, is because this is the first time that a nation and a populace has actually, uh, has actually stood to prevent handing over power to the socialists. I mean, who thought that nation after nation would be taken without firing a shot? Who thought the militaries wouldn't stand up, the populations wouldn't stand up, that Come Monday morning, maybe a week later, maybe a month later, everybody goes back to work. They send their kitties back to school. Everybody's punching the clock. This is not how wars have ever been. Yeah. And we just accept the Chinese communists and their stooges to come in and take over nation after nation. And I'm talking about the USA included. You know, we did it.
0: How was the uh, in your opinion? What was the primary way that the Guatemalan election was stolen?
1: Uh, The very same voter fraud that happens everywhere, but uh, let me hit a couple of points. The electoral tribunal. In, In Brazil, there's an entire supreme electoral tribunal, an entire Supreme Court that just oversees elections and election laws And that is the court that was adjudicating the censorship on Twitter and uh, taking away people's Twitter accounts or ordering Twitter to remove certain users, many of whom were sitting politicians at the time. And so here you see the electoral mechanism taken over by socialists in Argentina. The same thing happened because they had Dominion machines in the USA. The same thing has happened to a very great extent, except our uh, there's not a centralized authority; it's shattered, which means that there have to be many, many agents at the city and county levels that carry on thefts and and add votes and things like that, aside from centralized machines. And so I can't I can't focus enough on the fact that when there's a supreme electoral body and that body has been over decades infiltrated and has been found to be corrupt, then you can't have a a clean election with that going on. And this is part of the problem also in Mexico, is the president has tried for five of his six-year term, five years out of his six-year term, to reform the INE, Institución Nacional Electoral, which is the supreme electoral body. And we're seeing vast amounts of voter fraud in mexico people really have to turn out they really have to work hard and this involves gunfire too because that bureau is so corrupt and so this is what we have to fight is when like stalin said it's not the votes that count, but rather who counts the votes Mm -hmm. we've got corrupt vote counters and so what has happened in in guatemala is the attorney general decided that he's going to break in and not just let those vote counters dictate what the results are. It will be investigated by the attorney general's office. And I think that's fantastic. Now, a lot of people are ticked off about this. A lot of people want Guatemala to go the other way. But remember that when Alejandro Giamaté was trying to run for president, so this is just for short
0: withdave.com That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time.
1: Years ago, he was running and Nancy Pelosi went to Guatemala and you and I reported on it. And all the Guatemalans came out. I mean, at least 500 people, which is a big deal for a small nation. And they were in Guatemala City with a huge banner that said in English, Nancy Pelosi, go home. We don't want your uh, meddling in our national affairs and in our electoral affairs and you know she signs the checks for an awful lot of things so that's a bold thing for a small nation in central america yeah.
0: well sam did I, did I ever tell you on um I, i'm deciding i'm going to put it on the tv i probably won't put it on youtube for obvious reasons i have a picture of pelosi and beto o'rourke crossing the street walking with uh, nieto how does that strike you?
1: Sure. Sure. With Enrique Peña Nieto, the former president of Mexico, who was highly corrupt, his whereabouts are unknown and it came out in the El Chapo trial that he asked for a 250 US dollar bribe to leave their cartel alone.
0: 250 and million, agreed,
1: yeah. The agreed number in the end was 100 million, which was paid and right. he received according to sworn testimony in that trial. So, uh, yeah, these crooks are all in it together.
0: So Nancy and, uh, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, I want to get this on the record. I got the picture. She's hanging out with a known accomplice to major drug dealing and a drug dealer, El Chapo Guzman. By the way, Sam, this came out in the trial from a witness and the judge struck the testimony right. to protect Nancy Pelosi. Did you know that?
1: Ah, uh, That's interesting. Since you bring that up, Dave. I'd like to uh, just tell you what a few other people are saying about this ordeal in Guatemala. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, good friend of Pelosi and Joe Biden, and his twinkle that as, as they come, he is making statements about how this break-in by the Attorney General's office, they call it a it's really a SWAT raid. He's speaking against it. So, see, he's on the side of President-elect. Bernardo Arevalo. He doesn't want to have a conservative government. And really, the the opposing candidate that made it through all the primaries to the final runoff, Sandra Torres, is is not from the right. She's from the left. But I've been watching her, and I really think that I I feel like she's the candidate that's going to put Guatemala first, that's going to play ball. She wants to—she has campaigned on the promise of doing a Bukele-style— uh, anti-crime activity.
0: Well, now, who so is this woman you're talking about who, Who's this woman you're talking
1: about? Sandra Torres is the candidate that lost. Okay. The so-called election to Bernardo Arevalo, and they were both from the left. But he, I believe, is a true leftist in the in the style of Gustavo Petro of Colombia, and uh, you know. Gabriel, Gabriel, Borsuch of Chile and so many others that have just sold their countries out, Lula da Silva. But I, I really think Sandra Torres would try to put Guatemala first. Now, they if, if you read the news, right, the fake news, which is just coming out like a fire hose, they'll tell you that Bernardo Arevalo ran on an anti-corruption platform. Well, that's all a big lie because... What he wants to call anti-corruption is the U.N.'s anti-corruption group, the same thing that has ruined Honduras. Let me just bring this home for Americans. Guatemala is really a great nation. It's more populous than Chile. Okay, El Salvador is a small nation, but it's very populous, 6 million people. Uh, Guatemala is five times the size and has more than triple the population of El Salvador. It completely blocks the Central American Isthmus, which El Salvador does not. This is a key ally, in fact, in North America, it's the last key alloy ally for Taiwan. As as that I've
0: heard that, yeah, Taiwan I've heard that.
1: It's hotter than seven hundred dollars right now. I, I'm sure you reported, Dave, that earlier this week sixty eight aircraft breached the air defense identification zone, a new record. And ships to boot. And so Taiwan is starting to get really hot. And they used to have a lot of allies in Central America because the U.S. had thrown out by force some communist dictators in times past, even as recent as the 1980s. But then China comes in, puts in their puppet governments, and snipes. They sniped Panama. They sniped El Salvador before Bukele took the presidency. In fact, just before he took the presidency, they sniped it. And, and Bukele went to China, hung out with Z, and he's publicly said, I cannot shift my allegiance away from Red China. We're a small nation. He can't stand up to them, but he kind of wishes that he could get away from them. And so here's what that leaves. And, oh, oh, and Honduras. Honduras just had a total election theft and wet socialists and Red China sniped them. So Taiwan's an island. They have to import agricultural products, mining products, fish, bananas, you know, a fruit, anything that's grown or takes land or even cheap labor is something that they really need. And so they've got lots of allies. They're little islands. Belize is still their ally. That might as well be an island. It's tiny. So the last one in North America is Guatemala. And what do you think is going to happen if Bernardo Arevalo takes over? Now, I'm not sure what his campaign statements have said, but I'll tell you, if he's as far left as Gustavo Petro, he will switch to red China overnight, and Taiwan will have lost a critical ally. Part of the reason the Taiwan crisis has not erupted into gunfire is because they've been so effective at tightening the boa constrictor coils Around Taiwan with these kind of Political moves in the Americas So the fact that Guatemala Is standing up and and Maybe militarily will resist A socialist takeover Is pretty wild
0: Well I, I With the climate here in America They got to know they'll get No support from China Joe In fact China Joe he'll send in uh, The CIA to f- Help fix things So well, that's
1: why Anthony that's why Anthony Blinken is already making his position known that he's not standing with the conservative president, Alejandro Giammate. And, you know, Giammate isn't Superman, but he's done all right. He has done all right. And what's really amazing about his presidency is it's the second generation conservative presidency. In 2015, they threw out the president for corruption had a semi-free election, and the people elected Jimmy Morales, who was just a great Guatemalan and a good friend to Donald Trump and and somebody that uh, America could really deal with. And I'm not talking about the Bushite neoliberalism, either, that we could really be friends and help one another. And so after his presidency was sundowning, that's when Nancy Pelosi went to stump against Dr. Giammatte. Dr. Giammatte got in, you know, used to run the prison system in the whole country. So he's kind of a tough law and order president. Just what Central America needs. And so here's the rarity, and this has only happened in a few nations. Paraguay, to a degree in Ecuador, which is why we're seeing tooth and toenail fights against the presidency in Ecuador. And Guatemala two conservative presidents in a row in Paraguay they just elected the third there may be some bush involved in that but at least Taiwan's got their South American ally
0: well I think it's hopeless um I know I hear the outrage in your voice but there will be left safeguards in a society like that than there even would be in the United States which there are very few if any And and Sam, it's a fait accompli. And I'm being serious. These countries are going to look at look at Brazil. Bolsonaro won that election. The people know he won that election. And where are the people bowing down to Lulu?
1: Where's the military bowing down to Lulu?
0: I know. Okay this is a natural blend in the reason sam that they got to steal these elections among the reasons are uh, we we see the 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 hand is shown in brazil they've already signed on to central bank digital currency it's not they have to transition it's not an overnight process but they're already there sam every one of these latin America, american nations that are part of this issue um, they're going to do it, and they're going to force the other ones to do it if they want to trade. I, see, I don't know how you perceive central bank cent, uh, central bank digital currency in Latin America. I don't know how it's perceived there, but I'm going to tell you this. Once they come in, and they use their social credit controls, they'll be nowhere people can run or hide. They'll have no control over how they spend their money. They say anything that's not liked. Um it's grounds for taking everything you own.
1: You're right, and part of the reason they had to steal the election in Brazil is because Brazil's currency was strong. Argentina uh, was was all but sunk. Their peso is junk, and so they're <laughs> yeah. kind of a yeah. uh, dependent. And Brazil is more of an independent. Guatemala, however, they have their own currency, and it's fairly stable. And don't forget about Mexico. The Mexican peso is pounding the dollar mercilessly. The Mexican peso is doing really well against the U.S. dollar. And when the dollar falls, the peso will probably be fine. And I don't see Mexico selling out to the BRICS. I see Mexico pursuing their own advantage in the BRICS, and and even with China.
0: Sam, I think they have to to survive. Who are they going to trade with?
1: Well, the, the largest trading partner of Mexico is the USA,
0: and that may not be true much longer. I mean, and Sam, okay, let, let's just here. Let me actually go to my notes here. Something I've done today.
1: While you're looking at that, let me throw you a little curveball. So it's been Mexican Independence Day, and the festivities were mostly Friday, Saturday. Saturday was the big parade. And you know who marched in the parade? The Russian military. Yeah. <laughs> they had a contingent that marched in the parade with Mexico, along with a number of other friendly nations. But boy, the Ukrainians, are they're mad as a wet hen about that.
0: Well, I don't get lost in events like that very much. Let, let me just give you some things about the U.S. economy, because Mexico knows what I know. All right. First of all, we are thirty-two and a half trillion dollars in debt. The only reason our economy is is afloat right now for the people is because there's a public to private transfer of wealth. Uh, the most obvious would have been the student college loans that Biden tried to give forgiveness to. And this is part of that plot. And there's other more insidious ones involves, uh, st- uh food stamp programs and so forth. But there's other things too. In other words, America is being kept afloat at the basic level. Um, and the government goes broke. The government in America will go broke before the people and then the people will be a quick follow. And, and Sam, this is really important to know. And I, and, and I had to research three prominent, actually four prominent economists at the same time, people like Raul, Ray Dalio, Peter Schiff. And although they're not saying it as bluntly as I am, they gave the data for me to form this conclusion. And so the government is willing to go broke. And if you look at what's going on, we've drained the oil reserves. We only can trade with Saudi Arabia. They don't want to give us very much and they're joining the BRICS and they won't be able to take the dollar for payment. And uh Biden just canceled the six Alaskan oil leases, so we got nothing coming in domestically. This is gonna wreck the economy and it ruins the ability for America to carry on a war. And and that's just I'm just giving you one aspect of this, Sam. That's just one aspect. Mexico would be damn fools. Well, listen to what I'm telling you. Mexico would be foolish to maintain an economic relationship long term with the United States They shouldn't be making any foreign policy decisions like that if I was uh, uh, amlo I wouldn't I wouldn't think America's going to be here in a year or two years I don't see it let, let, me, let me get let me give you a couple other stats here okay 65 percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck okay now listen to this oil is going to go through the roof. We've had a 60% rise in the Phoenix metropolitan area, and I live north of Phoenix, 60% rise in three days, and that's just beginning because there's nothing to replenish. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from MyPillow. For example, they've got half off My Pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Uh, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Just oil. And then you've got, listen to this with the loan situation, the car loans. Um, One out of three cars are past due on payments. There are 20,000 repos per day. And then I'll skip down to here uh, with regard to uh, college student loans you got 11 million Americans that on October 1st will be paying an average of $505 a month. And to go with that, to maintain a car now, get the present interest rates, buy a car, get the gas, get the insurance, which is doubled and tripled, uh, that's another 1500 That's $2,000 Americans weren't paying to drive cars. Um, and we're a shipping society. And when diesel reaches over $7 a gallon, the game's over. The trucks stop moving. The economy will come to a crashing halt. Sam, why would you, if you're a Mexican official, think you're going to have economic uh, solvency and good trade with America?
1: I'm not sure how much those high up in the Mexican government see the Harbingers of in the United States. I'm not sure how much they see that.
0: Then they should all be fired, Sam. Sam, Um, I'm a one man operation and I can get this. I mean This is. I could have done this research in, in the ninth or tenth grade,
1: right? Mexico is moving towards self-sufficiency. They're moving away from depending on the USA for this and that, including okay. oil. I would expect that, yeah, and okay. a lot of other things.
0: But then your only other opportunity. You said they had and the Russians know- there. They had the Russians there. But right now, in today's political environment, that's the same as having the Chinese there.
1: But they were there too.
0: <laughs> but the, Chi- the, the, Russians, the Chinese, were at Mexican Independence Day.
1: Oh yeah, they were invited as a friendly nation to uh, put a small contingent into the well, parade. That,
0: Sam, you just made my point. <laughs> you just the the Mexicans are are flipping to the BRICS. They may not formally join the BRICS yet, but if they want to trade with these nations, they're going to have to, because the deal is, the BRICS have already said, we will not take any American dollars. <laughs> I'm t- I'm telling the American you.
1: dollars are going to Venezuela to buy their oil. And Trump stated this. I about fell out of my chair. I went to research it. And sure enough, this is why and Maduro's regime has come back to strength is because the USA is buying dirty Venezuelan crude and refining it, cooking it off. And let me tell you, supposedly the sanctions were supposed to be eased. They were only going to pay down their debt that they already owed. But you know, it goes around the world into so many slush funds. It's like medical marijuana. For every for every legal joint, there's 10 under the table. And so, for every barrel of oil that we buy from Venezuela, it, 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 there's probably so many more that are being legally so, sold yeah. because off, the operations restarted. So, yeah, but we're you're, propping you're, up that ravine,
0: Your which, marijuana, which, is, by
1: the way, is sending migrants to the U.S. at an alarming rate. I was just going to, Sam. I was just going to say. I was just going to just
0: gonna say this your marijuana analogy about the getaways about the same as it is at the border. Um, some people tell me inside the border patrol, there could be as third, as many as 30 million Mexicans that have crossed since Biden became president. 30 the, go- the government admits to 7 million. Okay. And, and the border patrol also tells me that for everyone they catch, they have six getaways. Well, they're over a million right now this year. That means they got six million just in this year. And that's the conservative figure. Cause if they've caught, if they've caught just under a million, it's probably a hell of a lot more than that. Sam, I, I'm just telling you right now, my point is this Mexico is going to look north of the border and said, it was nice doing business with you. Okay. See you later. And I'll tell you, here, 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 Sam, here's the I, bottom line. Here, here's the bottom line with all this, okay? Um, I covered this again yesterday on YouTube and on my website. The Chinese have had the same foreign policy since 2003. Exterminate Americans, occupy the country for its resources. They now have positioned themselves because of their ally in the White House. We can't fight them. If you don't have oil, you can't run a military. And you can't run a military if your ammunition is in Ukraine. I'm I'm serious. Correct. You know, I used to get really, I was really upset about the Brazilian election. That Bolsonaro got cheated the same way that Trump got cheated. I was really upset. You know what? I got to be honest with you now. I don't really care because it's not going to matter. And it's both parties in this country. It's both parties, Sam. Uh, In fact...
1: Okay, uh, I got a couple really interesting directions to go on that. Let me just throw a couple things on the table and you take it where you want to go. One, over the weekend, Ovidio Ovidio Guzman, the son of El Chapo, was extradited to the USA. So the Mexican president is going to get something back for that. I'll tell you right now. Second, over the weekend, Ken Paxton's impeachment trial was quashed in the vote And tomorrow he's going to walk back into the attorney general's office and maybe, maybe, uh, who knows what he'll investigate first. Maybe the suspicious primary election of Greg Abbott ahead of the general election where he retook his governorship. Maybe he'll go after the Bush crony, uh, Mexican ex-governor Cabeza de Vaca, who Greg Abbott is hiding out. So, there's some counter coups happening just this weekend. I understand that the end is near. I'm, I'm not willing to give up hope right now. Cause <laughs> I think the Lord is going to turn the battle at the gate. Okay. That's not what that it's going to take. Sit on their laurel.
0: Sam, that's what it's going to take. First of all, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Paxton is courageous, but he ain't stupid. He's not taking on the people you're saying he's going to take on. He'd be dead tomorrow. That's a fact. The Bush cartel is as big a cartel in terms of uh, their MO as the Sinaloa's. That's a fact. So, I, I Sam, agree. I, you know, and listen, you collided, said the one thing, you said is- the one thing I agree with here, and it's this it's going to take divine intervention to turn any of this around. We have lost our country. We have lost Latin America. We have lost almost everywhere in the world now. The people that want freedom have lost. Can they get it back? Maybe. Um, You know, let me ask you, I want to flip for a second. What are people saying about Lahaina and what happened there?
1: It's Afghanistanism. It's so far away. It's not even really relevant to the people of Mexico. It's, It's a theoretical place that may or may not even exist you
0: know well I'm it's, going to tell you why they should care if there's a if there's an area that the globalists want for any reason whatever reason they've already shown they'll burn you out and Sam when I started investigating Maui I didn't look at the dew weapons I didn't care thought it was stupid in no way was this pre-planned we saw incompetent management within three days I saw intent to drive up the death toll closing the exits after you just evacuated the tourists. So you evacuate the tourists, but close the exits to your locals. You don't turn on the water. You don't sound the sirens. And that's provided for in state law. They broke state law not doing that. The governor lied. The police chief lied. Um, So you have an intent to drive up the death toll. You have 2,400 missing kids, according to the Department of Education. And I've used their numbers off their website. There's 2,400 missing kids. And there's 15 missing buses. See, that's what Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is why this is why people in Central and South America should care. Because Lahaina was the victim of attempted corporate takeovers constantly. They wanted to sell off. The day this is what got my attention, Sam. The day after the fire and the this privileged media that was allowed in. They asked the survivors, what do you fear? And they didn't typically give survivor answers. I've never heard this before. We fear the developers coming in here and stealing our land with the help of the governor. This was a consistent theme. So they stopped talking right. to the locals because they weren't saying the right thing. This is why people in, the, in Latin America need to be concerned about Maui because this was premeditated, can prove it pretty easily, premeditated. They drove up the death count because they wanted to get the land, and they couldn't have a lot of surviving heirs. They wanted all six members of a family to die, so there are no rights of inheritance to fight for their property. So who will be the next heirs? It'll be probably someone in the mainland that won't fight the corporations, fight the Hawaiian government, and they'll take a settlement for pennies on the dollar. That's why they drove up the death toll, Sam. Um, Right. And and, and I'm saying, Sam, this is going to happen in Mexico City. It's going to happen in in Puerto Vallarta. It's going to happen in Chile, wherever these people want something. And see, they did it in Paradise, California, and they used the same strategies as they did in Maui. And this is why I'm telling you, when you tell me that, well, it's too far away and they don't care, okay, um, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's how I'll leave that.
1: You're right about that. And I'll tell you, when they do start caring a lot, is when Mexicans die in a disaster. and So if there's a big fire in L.A., for example, then Mexico is going to be very concerned about that. I've I've had to explain to a lot of Mexicans what happened at Pearl Harbor. They don't know about Pearl Harbor. That's not their history. The geopolitical significance of the Hawaiian Islands and other islands for global domination and for victory in a, in a war in the Pacific, which any Chinese war will be a war in the Pacific. So uh, that's not that's not really, that geopolitics is not really part of their mindset. But when the Mexicans die, then there's interest immediately. But here's the problem. The guy that always comes out and talks about it is Mexican Secretary of State, Marcelo Abraar. Now, he's been kicked out of the running to be the presidential candidate for Morena in the coming election, but he may still run as an independent. And he could get the support of the C He's pretty twinkle-toed himself. You know, he, he wound up with a girlfriend just eight months ago. He, he showed up with a, you know, a TV star, 43- or 45-year-old beauty queen that's his girlfriend. He looks so goofy and geeky around her because he doesn't like girls. And this is the guy who's, now remember, when AMLO took power, Morena was a coalition. He built a coalition and brought in all the support that he could bring in. So he had a lot of people that were ideologically a little different or a lot different. And Marcelo Ebrard has kind of been one of them. Now, AMLO supported him. He's been the secretary of state for five years now. But as there's talk of him running for president, the support for him among the Mexican populace is really waning. Now, uh, two or three hundred million dollars of CIA money could change that. And it's something that we really need to watch. But you see, when Mexicans die, whether it's at the Walmart in El Paso or wherever it is, it's Marcelo Obrard who goes to the USA and and tries to spin that news to the globalist line. It was him who was behind the lawsuits against American gun companies for mass shootings in which Mexicans died. That's why the Mexican government, quote, quote, sued these gun companies, because Marcelo Obrard was spearheading all that. So even when Mexicans die sometimes— there, that fringe element in the Mexican government has tried to take it the globalist direction. I think that he's going to be out on his ear, and he'll have to take a job with the UN. Uh, you know, fourteen months from today. I hope.
0: I don't think so. I, I think um, El Salvador will be the next domino to go, and they'll probably do it violently because um, that guy's pretty entrenched. Um, That's I mean, it's
1: violently because his approval rating as presidency is among the highest in the world where other presidents dip to 40 percent, 30 percent. His approval rating has consistently been above 90 percent, very often, 94, 95 and 96 percent. And there's even been a constitutional change to allow him to run as president again, which, as we've seen in Guatemala, it really takes two consecutive terms to turn a nation around. Those ticks can dig in and hide for one term. And this is why Guatemala, we'll just see whether they're going to stand and fight or not. I I, I sure hope that they do.
0: Um, From what I've seen, and that's why we have you on here to verify this, I've seen in the majority of the countries that are being overtaken, the people are really conservative. I think a lot of it's because of their Catholic upbringing. And um, I think that's a huge influence on their psychology. But these people have been disenfranchised; they're not represented. The globalists have gained control of their government, so they've got control over them, and they're a minority. Am I on the right track?
1: I think the Catholic Church has always been in cahoots with totaling, no, totalitarian no, 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 no. Talk, right.
0: You're talking apples and oranges. The Catholic church is as corrupt as hell. Okay. They're a globalist organization. They traffic kids. They hide them out in America and then they send them off to the camp. So this is something I haven't come out with this on my end, but I know it's true and it's true. A lot of researchers, but look, forget that, Sam, for a second. I'm talking about people of Catholic faith that believe in Jesus, believe in the 10 commandments. I got to believe that the majority of these people, I know it was true in Brazil, okay? And I know it was true in El Salvador in that takeover for populism. I got to believe that the majority of people in Latin... But I got to believe the majority of people in Latin America, Sam, want conservative leadership and they're highly frustrated.
1: Where the Catholic Church has been in power for a long time, what we see is poverty illiteracy and an entrenched kleptocracy as an american catholic once told me after living for years in new orleans he said never vote for a judge this their name doesn't end in the vowel if you get in trouble you want somebody that you can talk to that's what he told me dave And what that means is he doesn't want law and order, doesn't want the law to be written and everybody to be subject to it, prescribed penalties and fair adjudication. They wanted the corruption because they knew the corruption would be on their side. And so, you you know, uh, once in a while, though, a, a totalitarian government will lock horns with the Catholic Church. And that's what we're seeing right now with Daniel Ortega. He just banned the Jesuits from Nicaragua. Now, this has happened to over 70 nations, but yeah. I'm really disappointed. A lot of Christians, a lot of people that I've been friends with, and they've been under the radar, they're so ecumenical that they're actually taking the side of the Jesuits. You know, military assassins, that what they do is try to overthrow uh, democratically elected governments. They're Now they've been thrown out. They have been thrown out of uh, Nicaragua because... That totalitarian government has, has okay. gotten crossed. Hey, Sam,
0: we're getting away from my point, and I'll stand corrected if you don't okay. agree with me, okay? I don't care about the Catholic leadership for my question. That's irrelevant. The Pope's on dope. The priests are all pedophiles. I don't care. I'm talking yeah. about average people living in abject third-world poverty want Responsible, fair leadership that's moral, they don't want their kids trafficked, they don't want drug killings, they don't want all this crap. Am, am I right or wrong with the majority of Latin America?
1: The one thing that people learn after growing up under Catholicism is to grow a big mustache and pull their pistols out and shoot those sons. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shoot
0: tyrants, you, you, Sam, wherever they you, find them. Okay, if you're going to answer my question, no. Okay, don't give me a parable. Talk to me in real language here. I want to know what we're dealing with in Latin America. Here's why I'm asking. Let me tell you why I'm asking. There's enough of those people in America, like I'm talking about, that see what's going on, and they're growing by the day. There will be, in my opinion, a violent revolution in this country if we can't head it off by other means. There will be. Are we looking at this in south of the border, all the way down to the tip of uh, South America, are these people largely conservative, or just it's not a factor?
1: There are revivals that are Protestant and evangelical, and they began with the rediscovery of democratic ideals, something that does not exist with the Catholic system. So, okay. as those But see,
0: you're talking system. For- I, I want to know the average person you encounter, the average person on the street, okay? Are they as corrupt as their church, or do they want something else?
1: Corruption is what they learn from that church, but a lot of people okay. are coming out of it. There's a real sore spot of being oppressed for so many generations and centuries, being subject to a brutal conquest. And they see now, very many people are awakening to see that Catholicism is what's behind China. It's what's behind the U.N. And there's a lot of people that want no part of it. There are a lot of people that are okay with all the trafficking, yeah. all the sex, all the drugs. And they're right up on the Rio Grand border. I went and stood on the berm the other day and looked across to the U.S.A. And I'm talking a refugee camp that went right across, right down the the bank of the Rio Grande for probably five kilometers. Nothing but shanties and shacks and tents and water trucks and porta-potties. And on the other side, concertina wire. And the reason that that happens is because AMLO's party does not control the mayorship of Matamoros. So there's a real struggle going on, Dave. And, and yeah, I understand that, that there's that, a temptation of, to give up. That, that, okay, he, here's
0: here's how I see this, okay? I would like to have partners south of the border because I think this revolution uh, has a chance to go international, okay? I know it does in Europe, okay? I know it doesn't even inside China. Chinese hate their government, absolutely hate it, but they're so repressed we never hear about it. And so, Sam, I guess what I'm hearing from you is they're brainwashed by the Catholic leadership. And for people listening, I want to say this. Uh, the Catholic religion is fine. Jesus yeah, died, resurrected on the third day, okay? That's our salvation. That's how we get to heaven. Judgment Day is either going to be the best day of your life or the worst day. And and I want people to think it's the best day, okay? And I'd like to have allies south of the border, but the, what I'm getting from you, and I know it's a generalization question I'm asking. I know you can't give me data, okay? But what I'm hearing from you is kind of sort of maybe there's a little movement there, but
1: not really. That's what
0: I'm hearing. Uh,
1: I just don't see – I just don't see – Any part of Catholicism is being part of the solution. Oh, yeah, I do.
0: Jesus, the resurrection, forgiveness for our sins. I'm not talking about, hey, immigrants, come in here, believe your kids, we'll give them to you later. Uh, Listen, I know this goes on in the border. My broadcast partner is XDHS, been on the border. I talked to border patrol people. I know what's happening down there. And the movie Sound of Freedom didn't even cover the worst parts. Because they, right.
1: they were trying to get you by know, the by. Eduardo Verastegui may run for president of Mexico, too, with private yeah. funding. Listen. Um, He's very Catholic.
0: Yeah. It you're, kinda, really you're, 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 you're reinforcing what, what I think, though, Sam. Americans are on their own. Americans are on their own. We're not going to, you know, I would like to think if something started here, we'd see it in 10 countries in Latin America overnight but I don't think that's going to happen. And you've kind of confirmed that. Sam, tell people how they could follow you. This was fun and lively. Anyway, tell people how they could follow you.
1: <laughs> Come see me on gospelgunslingers.com. Please listen to my radio show, Living by the Sword with Pastor Sam and the Gospel Gunslingers, broadcasting through all of Latin America, uh, all the details on my website. And I read all my mail. So please send me a prayer request. Okay. Send me cool. a note. Uh, i like to speak English to somebody other than uh, Logan the Hound Dog. And I appreciate hearing from listeners and making friends.
0: Well, all I got to say to people that you're broadcasting to, okay, five letters, Jesus. If you didn't hear me, I'll say it again. Jesus, 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 David and Goliath, stand up for what you believe in. Um, you, you know, I'm going to tell you why I asked this question here, and I'll close with this. A lot of the migrants I've met that have come to America, especially the ones who become successful against the odds, even in the first generation, they have a strong right. belief in God. They have a strong belief in God. That is a universal trait that I've witnessed anecdotally. That's why that's what prompted me to ask the question. And uh, if the people want freedom down there, and that's true here, too, Sam, in America, if we want to be free, we can't be like our leaders We have to forsake our ungodly leaders and become true to the one living God. Anyway, Sam, always fun to have you on. I don't have anybody else that knows Latin America like you. You're incredible, and I appreciate your insight.
1: God bless you, Dave.
0: Thank you, Sam.